Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Let's get on to COVID. Long COVID, many people have experienced uh, adverse symptoms and effects of COVID months after they have actually gotten over having COVID. Let's talk now to Dr. Chan Yun-jun, who is the medical director of International SOS, about long COVID and what that looks like. Dr. Chan, great to have you with us. Of course, International SOS, a major organization that helps people that are in need of medical attention around the world. Um, are you surprised at, at how many people are having effects of long COVID? Good morning, Glenn and Neil. Thanks for having me here. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I was doing a calculation this morning. Uh, so World Health Organization announced that COVID-19 to be a pandemic in March 2020. So fast forward, I think we're more than 24 months now. So mm. people with long COVID, um, from all the data uh, collected, analyzed, looked into, it appears it's uh, anything between 10 to 30% of people uh, who, who have had COVID uh, may have been having uh, prolonged wow. symptoms, uh, which is not going away for more than four, uh, 12 weeks. And, and then that will fit into the potential uh, long COVID as a working diagnosis or, or some, of, uh, some of us will call it post-COVID syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was looking at uh, right now, Singapore probably say as of this morning, it's more than 1.69 million confirmed cases, right? If we, if we put the percentages uh, into calculation, we're looking at about close to half a million of people who actually had the propensity to develop uh, long COVID. But uh, certainly this is not true in, in Singapore because the vaccination rate is mm. high. And um, the current surges of cases is due to the BA.4 or BA.5 uh, uh, more dominant uh, subvariant. So, mm -hmm. so people are not sick. Sick. Uh, the symptoms are quite manageable. Yeah. But but on that point, Dr. Chan, I recently had either BA variant four or five. I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but based upon the symptoms, it seemed to be one of those two. And my colleague down the hall, Rod Montero, had the same variant. And off air this morning, we were comparing symptoms. They were almost identical, fever, achy. But then we both agreed that we had this stubborn, not long term because it's only been a month, but a slight irritation in the throat that hasn't gone away. Now, I'm not even going to compare that to the seriousness of real long COVID. But the point I am making is that are we being slightly complacent? We think we have the COVID and then it's done. 24 hours, 48 hours, maybe a week, we go back to work. I mean, are we as a nation and people generally being a little bit complacent about the repercussions and long-term effects of COVID? Neil, I, I think, uh, take myself, right? Uh, I got COVID mar late March this year. Um, work is catching up. Uh, lots of people are, you know, getting ready to push through the symptoms, get well faster because it's drumming into our mind. Uh, the Omicron variant that we are facing now, most of us probably would, would be suffering from COVID, especially this year due to Omicron variant. Mm -hmm. We're not so mm -hmm. sick. We don't land up in the hospital. Fever looks manageable. Paracetamol then the uh, body aches go away. So mm. I think we are, we are quite geared up to go out there, uh, live life, work again. Um, 
And perhaps, perhaps sometimes when we are feeling better, we are we're pushing aside, putting aside that the non-resolving symptoms uh, would eventually go away. But I would say let's watch about by four weeks. It should really naturally go away for most people. But if anything lingering beyond the 12-week mark, uh, perhaps we reassess again. Am I, am I feeling better when I'm climbing the stairs? Am I breathless? And if we are, then perhaps we pop into a, a GP clinic, hmm. a health screening center, and then yeah. get it checked out. Great yeah. advice. Talking to Dr. Chan Yanjun, Medical Director of International SOS. And Dr. Chan, I had COVID in January, um, Omicron variant. And since then, I've noticed, uh, I'll just describe it as sort of brain fog a little bit, you know, not quite as, uh, you know, firing on all cylinders as, as I used to. And maybe it's just I'm getting old or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I have I have talked with other people that have had kind of a similar thing. I don't have the throat issues. I don't have the, the pulmonary issues. But I do have this sort of, yeah, just slightly – not quite as, you know, with it as I usually am. Uh, when And I know International SOS has, in your Risk Outlook 2022, has looked at um, the the productivity issues and, and the kind of the long-term mental health issues as well around long COVID. What are some of the findings or what are some of the things that you are seeing when it comes to maybe some of the less serious symptoms but ones that are lingering? Thanks, Glenn. Glenn, I think... Um so international year uh, SOS, we do a year-on-year risk outlook, and uh, especially in conjunction to the non-resolving pandemic, we, we look into continuous infection mm-hmm. uh, amongst general public within workplaces. A portion of people will will indeed uh, be at risk of getting long COVID. So if we if we are talking about ten to thirty percent of COVID nineteen patients will have a chance of getting long COVID symptoms. It translates into about one, one 1.5% to 4.5% of workforce. Mm. So we are looking at this group of uh, individuals, potentially, for example, the fatigue is not going away. They don't stay as sharp, or right. sometimes we call it brain fog. Um, then the productivity will come down. So absenteeism, absenteeism, perhaps would be a people manager or leadership team or even organizational team uh, problem. And at an individual level, because we are not performing as as best as we should, um, there are ongoing uh, observations that there could be a different kind of stigma Mm. being labeled. Uh, onto people suffering from uh, various symptoms of uh, prolonged uh, COVID or long COVID. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, sorry. No, yeah. I was going to say, Dr. Chan, that is a key point, the mm. stigma. You know, mm. I might, I, as an example, say someone might think I have long COVID, I suspect I have long COVID, but A, I don't want to acknowledge it because that might be perceived as a sense of physical or mental weakness. And B, I certainly don't want to tell my employer about it because there could be economic <laughs> ramifications for myself. So how do we make that easier from the employer's perspective, from a company's uh, perspective? What can or should they do with regards to long COVID for some of their staff potentially in the workforce? So, Neil, I think there's four things that organisation could really look into. We look into the, you know, the human resource or or these days we call it... uh, 
you know, people manage, management kind of policies? Mm. Um, do we do we acknowledge that long COVID is not, you know, it's not made up? It can affect a certain portion of people, certain percentages in the workplace. Uh, we we need to make the um, policy to accommodate maybe a more flexible kind of work arrangement. Uh, we, we see every um, a lot of organizations are asking people coming back to work. It is good because we need to meet up, we need to have events and etc. But there's a small percentage of people probably can't do that as yet. Uh, the policy needs to let them have a hybrid working uh, arrangement, allow them to seek medical attention if their symptoms are getting more severe. Mm. And then, uh, that's Two, two things. Um, another thing I would think, uh, education, education, dissemination of uh, latest info, make people aware uh, you, you can have these symptoms and because of that, you, keep, you could be having long COVID, see a doctor if you can't sort it out yourself. And fourth thing and last but not least, continue to monitor the workplace. If someone should get vaccinated and they have the ability to get the primary doses, the booster doses, why not continue to think about it, yeah, right? Yeah. And if there's a surge of cases again, um, perhaps we look into should we wear a mask indoor, uh, continue to have good hand hygiene and etc. This is small, smaller things, yeah. yeah. Very good mm-hmm. advice. Dr. Chan, uh, we just have time for, I think, one more question and that would be you know, so many people are back on the road whether for business or for leisure travel. Yeah. We've seen the revenge travel happening with uh, with great gusto these past uh, couple of months, uh, especially in and out of Singapore. What What is the latest best advice from you on how to protect yourself, how to stay healthy uh, so that uh, so that you don't get COVID when we're now back in some crowded uh, public spaces? So, Glenn, I think a lot of things are now lying with us, uh, some personal discipline. Uh, I would say one, remain informed, understand, you know, where you're heading to. Is there a a surge in COVID-19 cases? Yeah. Uh, wear masks as recommended indoor and outdoor, uh, keep the hands clean and uh, get vaccinated. You get lesser uh, severe symptoms, less severe COVID infection, less po- possibility of uh, you know getting, getting hospitalized or even uh, long COVID. And some tips, if we are doing air travel, uh, international SOS for, for some time now, we, we advise the concept of... Uh, um, you know, sitting in in the front most possible uh, cabin space. Oh, that's interesting. Um, wow, I didn't yeah. know yeah. that. I always <laughs> sit at the back. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you have to yeah, pass, yeah. You have to pass yes. by all those people, yeah. right? I never yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense a lot. Yeah. Consider consider window seat rather than aisle seat so that people are not brushing, you know, against mm. us. Okay. There's some infection control there. Um, board last because uh, then mm. then you wouldn't. You won't really need to mingle with too many people and uh, disembark first. So, so last on, first off. So pay extra yeah, for those yeah. premium seats so, huh, up at so, the front of the plane. So go first class. <laughs> first class. Yeah, some some tips. Some tips worth uh, worth uh, consideration. Uh, Great and, idea. Uh, and of course, uh, wear your mask and wash your hands and have sanitizer yes. and all the, all the usual things. Awesome, Dr. Chen yeah. Yan Jung, Medical Director, International SOS. Thank you so much for being with us today. Great advice, and uh, we look forward to having you on again in the future. 
Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Neil. Yeah. And happy weekend to all. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.